0: Good morning. This is the Lou Rockwell Show. And what a treat it is to have today for our guest here in the Mises Institute, Mr. Bill Sardi. Bill is a brilliant health journalist. He's uh, the author of 11 books. He's on radio uh, on 500 stations every weekend. And uh, he has done so much to alert people as to really why, in many ways, they need to be their own doctor, Uh, especially that's been shown during this whole COVID business. So, Bill, it's uh, just... Terrific to see you and to uh have you spend some time with us
1: Thank you Lou. It's an honor and to go through the building I'm a little humbled uh all of the people we always stand on everybody else's shoulders and seeing all the library here, the commitment the the big names in libertarianism and uh uh i I know you don't cling to libertarianism as a religion, you cling to it because. We need the freedom to have religion, we need the freedom right. to have those things, and so that 's why we we're here. We would hope we don't have to exercise its muscle too much, but apparently we do now yes and uh, our our whatever was built i'm i 'm totally amazed that the companies and the people who made a fortune off of a free market now want to destroy it hmm. what what a conundrum, what a irony, what they don't want anyone else to get where they got. And that's what's happening right now. So it's just a time uh, unprecedented, obviously. And I think people are looking for somebody to sort it out. What's really happening behind the curtains? I was just talking about modern medicine for years here, that it's a defunct Uh, organization it's a uh, uh, modern medicine is uh, I wrote a book that's online the collapse of conventional medicine and uh, you know when we look at modern medicine we have cholesterol drugs Uh, well they lower your cholesterol that's something your liver makes that you need for brain health and mood and lots of other things and we actually give a liver toxin and that drug lowers your cholesterol causes all kinds of side effects But it doesn't save your life. It helps one out of 81 people over a five-year period avoid a non-mortal heart attack. But the cardiologist said if you don't take it, you're going to die. And then Now, that's cholesterol and heart. And then we have antibiotics. Of course, we have antibiotic resistance. We have chemotherapy for cancer, but we have tumor resistance. We have uh, Alzheimer's drugs. They don't work, and actually you die sooner. Well, just think how convenient that is. And then we have high blood pressure drugs, and those... No single hi- hi- hypertensive drug, antihypertensive drug, works on its own. So they usually have to give you three. Mm-hmm. And uh, one is an ACE inhibitor. Or you don't, like, have too much ACE? No, that isn't cause. <laughs> and do you have too much water in your system? That's the diuretics. No, that isn't the cause. And so they're not addressing the cause here. Now, I've just gone through how many types of drugs and things. Anti-inflammatory drugs are all... Uh, they put out the flame of your immune system by dampening the uh, inflammation and they don't deal with the cause either. What, what is causing the inflammation aging and what is causing aging? Well, it's a primary little mineral called iron. So when we don't really, what modern medicine is doing is playing a game. We're being gamed and they have no cures and they have no prevention, but they do have treatment and that keeps you coming back and you're just chronically ill. And that's why people, when I say we have a way, maybe we could live three times longer than we do now, and people go, oh, and I show them a picture of an older man blowing out 100 candles on his 100th birthday, and I have this in my office, and I pull it out and start to show, and everyone just characteristically says, oh, I never want to be that old. Well, I can understand because look at the image they've given mm-hmm. us where we're going to be in a wheelchair in a nursing home drooling from the mouth and in diapers and half feeble minded. And this is what they do to us and on five or six medications. Uh, so that doesn't sound too good. And I understand that. And when I actually started and uh, went to Harvard, talked to David Sinclair, famous professor. All of a sudden, aging became optional molecules like resveratrol from red wine uh became anti-aging molecules and then i had the shock of my life nobody wanted to live long <laughs> <laughs> they were afraid of it and afraid they would run out of their uh retirement money and mm-hmm. and i said oh my gosh i i probably need to be selling jelly beans i i'm in the wrong business and i wrote a book the anti-aging pill and had to just change it to the red wine pill nobody Nobody wanted to live that long. And I went, what happened? And people elsewhere in the world that don't have as much as we do would have probably given anything to think of living 120 healthy years. But uh, for Americans, that was just off the chart. A few people, obviously, I remember one lady writing in Modern Maturity magazine, why wouldn't you want something like this? But You know, smarter people start to think. I I don't know, and and then there actually, at the time George W. Bush was in office, and he was, he 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 hired a fellow to try to get people to think they should die on time because it was, you know, not not in God's will that this should all happen. Well, of course, the government has to pay money the longer you live, Mm -hmm. and so they set out this guy to go to various groups and talk to them about the ethics of living longer and God only signed so much time. Well, what time was that? I mean, like, would it be (laughs) Moses, 120 years, or or the patriarchs who lived hundreds of years? I mean, which was it that God wanted? Because I'm not sure you're talking out of the right side of your mouth. And so, uh, and this happens. People haven't sorted it all out. And we're kind of being shortchanged. And uh, I could go forever, you can see on some of these topics. But they took they had a little study in canada and they took mice now mice make vitamin c and all animals make vitamin c and we don't and guinea Mm -hmm. pigs don't and fruit bats don't and primate monkeys don't we have a little gene mutation in our liver well i don't want to go too long into this but the animals making vitamin c live two years these were lab animals so then they nixed the little gene that makes an enzyme to internally make vitamin C. It's a hormone. And they only lived eight months. A third as long. 24 months, down to eight. Oh, that's where we are as humans. So then they put enough vitamin C in their diet to bring back the same blood level as if they were secreting it from their liver, and they live 24 months. What's the lesson if we can extrapolate from animals humans are living about a third as long as they are intended at the moment under our current knowledge we could by by virtue of taking vitamin c through the day at say modern medicine says uh, vitamin c pills are expensive urine true they don't say that about their drugs that are water soluble <laughs> but the, the water soluble medicines uh, they go through your body and get to the the bladder in about 30 minutes so vitamin c that's where it ends up It's just we were made to be making vitamin C all day long. And we were made so the more stress we would have, the more vitamin C we would make. And so I do tell a story, Lou and I, let's just say for the audience listening, we're walking down the sidewalk and a mountain lion pops out in front of us. And we go, oh, (laughs) he wants us. (laughs) And um, he hasn't touched us yet. But our stress response, the fight or flight, well, we're not ready to fight this animal, so we're going to flight. And so we're, we're going to run for it. Well, our adrenal glands on our backside, they're, they're there designed away from our enemies, can't get to it. And our adrenal glands on top of our kidneys are just going to pork out some stress hormones. And this is, we call it adrenaline. And then that's, our heart's going to beat so super fast, it's going to circulate, wham, 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 right through the whole body. And it's going to say, release sugar and release fat into our bloodstream for a transient but sudden jolt of energy, sugar and fat. And we are going to start running faster than we ever imagined. And I'm going to cut my hands and lift you up into a tree. And then you're going to pull me up. And we escaped. Now, our our heart's beating. It didn't get to stop for a couple hours. We're never going to get to sleep that night because we got so much stress hormone. And... But if you understand, if we were animals that made, or we were humans, that once made vitamin C before there was a gene mutation, the more stress we would have, the more vitamin C we would make. Because in the liver, there's some enzymes that convert sugar to vitamin C. So our liver makes glucose. We have to have sugar because we get spots before our eyes, the brain tells us. We've all had that. The nurse in surgery slips sugar cubes under the mask of the surgeon who's been operating for five hours. He's seen spots before his eye. He needs some sugar. Um, so the body makes its own sugar. Well, sugar, vitamin C is a sugar-like molecule, and some enzyme convert it to ascorbate, A-S-C-O-R-B-A-T-E, and that ascorbate is vitamin C. And it, it, it that then donates electrons all over the body. So it's the master electron donor of the body. And so It makes everything well, and so we call them antioxidants. And so if we had that still going, that would be the biggest discovery. A man named Erwin Stone in the 1970s figured all this out and said, you know, if we ever figured out how to fix this genetic flaw, we we would have a discovery bigger than penicillin. Well, it so happens, while I'm here in the booth (laughs) to tell you, one of one of these obscure medical journals, but a good one in Europe, used an olive molecule, and they were testing it. They had never used that much of it in humans, so they wanted to see if it was toxic. And so they gave it to humans and wanted to say, well, what were the liver enzymes and what were the uh, all of the you know urine tests? Everything was normal except one: the vitamin C level doubled well, they weren't taking vitamin C pills and they weren't eating vitamin C. So where was it? And I thought, oh, oh, they they didn't do that, did they? Did they like repair the gene that's broken? So we explored that, took that molecule and gave it to even some doctors who were Tom Levy, the biggest expert, wrote the book uh, Curing the Incurable. And we gave it to him, said, Tom, take that molecule, see what happens to your vitamin C levels. Well, he tested it with a urine stick that night. And then the next morning and his blood levels had doubled. And then he went, well, what's happening? And uh, so then we tested it in humans with the blood levels. And that happened again. And um, uh, oddly enough, we did that test on the same five people with the blood level and it didn't do it. And the reason is we actually changed their genes maybe for good. We think they still have to keep taking the the molecule orally. We don't have all the data, but basically it doubled their vitamin C levels as well. So what it means, though, is that now you have a stress hormone back in your body. So uh, let's take an animal like a billy goat. And billy goat's about 160 pounds, so about the same weight as we have. So that that goat will make 17,000 milligrams of vitamin C in a day. And then if he's stressed, he will make even more. So we lost our our stress hormone. So imagine we would convert all of our blood sugar to vitamin C and we wouldn't have diabetes, period. And by the way, tumors feed off of sugar, so we wouldn't have that one either. And a wonderful researcher, Matthias Rath, who worked with Linus Pauling in the 1970s, Matthias Rath is still alive, and wrote a book that animals don't get heart attacks, but humans do because they make their own vitamin C. Imagine a world like that. Well, that's how close we are to it. Of course, you're talking about putting modern medicine out of business. <laughs> we we made this into a little product called Formula 216. We're still in the uh, seminal stage. We've been marketing it for a year and a half or so. And it's worked in every case and everybody, we've let them test their own. They can get a little dipstick and test their own urine. But um, it's today... Unless you're a billionaire, you could cure blindness, you could do anything. It's got to belong to the, to the elites, or I'm sorry, it's not going to get reported. They run the news media, everything else. You can. It, it's just everything is theirs, not yours. <laughs> That's the way it is. So they're going to make the billions of dollars. And we actually got to, we made a red wine pill and took the resveratrol, made it into something we call Longevinix. And we we had the best tested pill for longevity. They actually did this in in animals. And we activated more longevity genes than plain resveratrol or anything else that had been tested prior. And we had a little bit of information about the test that they had done this was with the University of Wisconsin. And sure enough. Uh, during the Obama administration, they went to the attorney general and uh she made it a Criminal um, crime, it was a crime, a federal crime to make the claim that you had a dietary supplement that uh, caused people to live longer. And then once they passed that, they enforced it through bankers and came and wiped out our um, merchant account and told us that B of A, get out and you have no choice and you have no right of appeal and we had to scramble to keep our business online. And they, of all things, they were just that legislation was aimed at my company, just me, just us. <laughs> you know, that's what, how afraid they were of what we were doing. And we were actually, you know, my my little company's in Las Vegas for reasons of staying out of California tax problems. And we were on television in, in Las Vegas and a little lady there, uh, lives to the north of Las Vegas, was going blind, and I catch up with her on a phone call as she's racing over the border to Mexico to find a cure. And she was a naturopath herself, but mm-hmm. she's now in her 80s as she's talking. And I said, Oh, you're, you haven't got the time. Where, where are you going to? And she said, I'm going to be in San Diego at a hotel. Well, which hotel? So I overnighted some of our Longevinex pill to her. And as she said, within three days, she re- had regained all of her sight. She went back and uh, to home. And this was reported to the news media in Las Vegas. I didn't report it. She wrote a letter and did some things. And then eventually it gets reported and uh, it got on the television there. And the phone was ringing off the hook and uh, people, and the, but the doctors handled it they're very slick, and they just said, no, it's our medicines. That thing's unproven. You hear this from doctors all the yeah, but it isn't disproven. <laughs> <You> know. <laughs> and, and, and it worked in hers, and it worked. Dr. Stuart Richard, the Veterans Hospital in North Chicago, showed in people at 80, 90, even 100 years old, you could regain their, a great deal of their vision, it, it, even out of legal blindness into functional vision, where they could drive and so on, you know, regardless of how old they were. That, that means nothing. <clears throat> They're injecting a medicine into the eyes. The drug companies make a $1,000. The doctors make a $1,000. I'm sorry, it doesn't fit. So 15% of those patients go proceed. The medicine doesn't work, and they proceed to legal blindness. They don't care. They're protecting their incomes entirely, and no one, hardly, very few people use our little pill, which was shown to work in, in case presentations. We can't mount up a study because the doctors won't do it. We petitioned the FDA. They took three years to fumble around with our petition. That was the legal limit. Then then wrote us a letter in the last week uh, that it, uh, it, we would have been allowed to market it if they hadn't responded and said, no, we can't allow you to do this. You have to enter into a drug study. And I wrote them and said, but you're letting 15,000 people go blind needlessly every year. Why don't you just let us do it on those people? There's no harm. There's no side effect. No, sorry. Got to, Well, now we've got to take it to doctors who don't want to do this study, and we got to spend a couple of million dollars and take three years, it just became impractical. So this is kind of what's going on behind the scenes. Uh, Some of us who are involved in formulating dietary supplements and so on, people hear me from coast to coast every Saturday somewhere for Purity Products in New York, a wonderful company made it available. I, I, I wasn't able to proceed with all this except Purity Products kind of made me famous, and I'm on 500 radio stations every weekend talking about their wonderful products. And uh, so that's that all happened, but that's how a lot of people got acquainted with me. And then I ended up here at um, LouRockwell.com, just kind of being a stringer guy down in seventh place there. You've got about a dozen articles every uh, day. I'm amazed at what we all get to read. And I was just trying to get people over there because you had a bigger audience than I did. And and it helped me but it also helped a lot of people and there were no real commercial pitches there it was all i was talking about heart disease or whatever's current mm-hmm. i was trying to help com help people and uh, one of the biggest urgent uh reasons why people go online is uh, an urgent health problem so i was trying to answer those and then all of a sudden here came covid we had no idea and we find Modern medicine is cupboards bare. They have nothing. And we have everything. All of a sudden, I write an article about the the symptoms of COVID-19 coronavirus are the same as zinc deficiency. Ron Paul holds it up on his <laughs> podcast, you know, his, his little show, and it went nuclear and you couldn't find a zinc pill on the planet. Literally, <laughs> you couldn't find it in Manila. You couldn't find it in Tokyo. I mean, literally Everybody got the zinc pills. And so I played a role in this. I was helping vitamin C, same way. Uh, what happened now is, that, is what happened in 1971 or so. Linus Pauling wrote a book called uh, Two-Time Nobel Prize laureate, Nobel mm-hmm. Laureate. Linus Pauling wrote a book, The Common Cold and Vitamin C. When that hit the store shelves, people started taking vitamin C pills. And the coronary artery disease mortality rate tumbled 40%. Well, all of a sudden, here we are, fast forward to today, and people are going, I can't even get to the doctor. What am I going to do? And vitamin C vanished from the store shelves when Dr. Tom Levy and and um, uh, Dr. Saul in uh, New York uh, they got the story out that some Chinese doctors were successfully pulling people from the mm-hmm. brink of death and using intravenous vitamin C to bring them back and they were surviving. And yet now you couldn't find them vitamin C pills. And the same thing happened. The cardiologists now are doing a survey. What happened to our, our heart attack patients? They're not having heart attacks.
0: <laughs> Friends, wake up,
1: it's the vitamin C. I wrote letters to the cardiologist. They're clueless. Well. Listen, if you're listening to this broadcast, please don't go back to what we were doing and the cholesterol pills and the the nonsense uh, hypertensive drugs and all these things that have side effects. You're going to take an ACE inhibitor for high blood pressure. It's going to rob you of what? Zinc, the very thing you need for this COVID thing. So uh, and it goes on and on. All these drugs deplete you of essential nutrients. So let's not go back. Does the audience realize? This is documented now. We have a little phenomena called sudden infant death. It's vanished. It's vanished. What happened? They're not giving the vaccines. The kids can't get to the pediatrician's office because of the restrictions. We're in lockdown. All of a sudden, no vaccinations. And an emergency room doctor said, wait a minute. I usually have one or two or three of these every week or two or three no more. Sudden infant death linked to vaccination. What have they been hiding? Huh. And I'm just waiting for the story on autism. Maybe autism's vanishing too. They keep denying it's, it's related to vaccination. What, what a horrible discovery that would be that our kids have been lied to by the pediatricians. And this thing is really related to vaccination. But we'll, we're going to find all this out. That's my job is to be a sleuth. And by the way, I'm not the only one. I mean, I, David Brownstein writes at your uh, Lou Come a wonderful, wonderful uh, doctor. Uh, you know, there's wonderful doctors writing uh, about these things at your site. And so um, uh, I'm just kind of carrying a torch where I do research on novel things that other people don't talk about. And um I take a little pride in the homework I do. But the rest of it all is pretty simple. Just make it simple. I'm a dumb Italian, and I try to keep it simple. And sometimes I get too long-winded, but I have to cover the territory because there's so much criticism. And I do try to put the links in for everything I talk about, because it's not about me. It's not about Bill Sardi said. It's about the authorities said or the whatever journals and so on. That's important for people. I, I don't think it's time to cut your own career out. And say you're a guru, I think it's time to get the truth out and let people analyze it for themselves. So we try to put all those links in so they can check my sources. And I'm just using modern medicine against itself. I mean, it's just people can't interpret it, so I'll interpret it for them. So, hey, I've taken you on a while here. I've, I've silenced <laughs> you. You haven't even had a chance to ask a question yet. But uh, you can see how gripping this gets even for me. And, and I was explaining to you yesterday I was writing an article about every day and a half for mm-hmm. LewRockwell.com. I felt if we didn't have uh, something up there for you, the site would be irre- irrelevant at this point. People are gripped with fear and yeah. that science was changing and this way and that way. And um, every once in a while in this escapade of mine to try to get this out there, I was going, hey, this is too upsetting. What? I, it was upsetting for me. I couldn't get any sleep. I was going, how am I going to tell people that are a little fragile? You know, it's going to be hard for people to hear about some of the stuff I talk about. And then it wasn't just medicine. I You get behind the curtains of modern medicine. You certainly saw, see the financial connections mm-hmm. and, and a lot of this stuff. I mean, the Hospital Corporation of America, the largest, largest hospital chain in the world, in their uh, annual report says that preventive medicine is a main threat to their business model. I mean, I mean, <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> what are you doing about it? And I've been challenging all the hospitals involved in this COVID-19 thing. If you would just, on admission, test everybody for vitamin D, just let us know what that is. And then we would see, and this would be revealed. Because one hospital after three and a half months into this COVID crisis, in somewhere in Indonesia or Malaysia, did this And found out the patients who were low in vitamin D, 98% chance of dying in the ICU, and the ones that were adequate vitamin D, 4% chance. Uh, Hey, we're talking life and death here. We're not talking about uh, lumbago or hemorrhoids or something. We're talking life and death here. And so, you know, what harm could come of vitamin D? Almost nothing. You need a million units of vitamin D to overload. And actually, you can take some, – some doctor in New York took a million units by mistake. <laughs> it was poorly formulated. And after months, he got a headache. So I'm just trying to tell people. And, you know, have you ever gone out in the sun for an hour? They're trying to tell you just watch how much vitamin D you get. Don't get too much. Well, if you're out in the sun – for 30 minutes, you make 10,000 units of vitamin D. They're saying that's an overdose. I've never heard anybody go out in the sun for 30 minutes and report sun poisoning. I mean, it's just so absurd. So all of these things that doctors tell us, it's just such a game. And we're just being gamed. And they're just making more money. And keep us sick and keep us chronically ill. And then help us to die on time. Uh Okay. Maybe you're not convinced, listening to me, of all this. By the way, you, you would live healthy years. You would not. Uh, one of the doctors at the University of Chicago, um, I'll think of his name in a second, But he, he has said that we, if we could get everybody to live seven more healthy years, we could keep Medicare from going bankrupt. Now, if you really, I'm going to wander into all kinds of places <laughs> here, but it was um, Alan Greenspan in 2004 he was retiring from the federal reserve for all of you listening the federal reserve is the distributor of our money they they got a exclusive district would you like to like uh, <laughs> file maybe you could cut into their action they they the money's made over at the treasury department and then these guys the federal reserve that's what's on your currency they print them on the dollar bills not the treasury department and they get to distribute it and they mark up the interest rate and then the banks get the money, and then the banks add an interest rate, and you can buy a car or a house. That's how that works. So they handle the money supply. Only they get a cut of the action, and they learn everything before everybody else knows about it, and they, they cut off the supply or gave more and less. And uh, and so the Federal Reserve is involved in what Alan Greenspan said in 1980, when, when, excuse me, 2004, when he retired, was... When are we going to tell everybody that we can't afford Medicare and Social Security anymore? And the answer was, from the politicians, we aren't. And here we are 16 (laughs) years later. And if you want to know what this COVID thing is about, it's about a cover for a collapsed economy. We were going to tell everyone we have a cutback in Social Security this year. That that was going to be for certain kinds of things like people on disability and so on. But then it was going to get to everybody. And then next year was going to be Medicare. We're going to have to cut it back. We don't have the money. I, I heard Peter Schiff today saying, uh, when a, a government has no more money than what we give to it, when when the government has to give to us, we're in trouble because they're making it up out of nothing. I mean, we have to give it to them. Now they're making money out of uh buttons and electronics. There's no real a substance to our labor supporting the government and therefore being real, real money. So uh, now we're in a jam and people I I try to sort this out for people just understand all the money you put into Medicare and Social Security over the last number of decades of your life is gone. What do you mean it's gone? (laughs) It should be there in the trust fund, right? No, because if they left it there, there's a thing called inflation. Don't you and I hate. The Federal Reserve, because this inflation lie. I mean, we do, and you yeah. you know, and and so, folks, your money was in the federal was in the uh, trust fund for Social Security and Medicare. So when you got older, it would be there for you. Well, if they leave it there, and it's like some years, John Williams, economist at ShadowStats.com, the 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 inflation rate's been six percent, not mm-hmm. the target rate two percent that the Federal Reserve publishes. So it's been six or eight or even almost ten percent. So it's losing that much value every year. We're not going to leave the Social Security Trust Fund losing value. So they spent it, folks. I don't know where they spent it, but it's gone. Mm -hmm. Okay, and they left an IOU. We call that, so it's simple for you to understand, a U.S. Treasury note or bill. We call it T-bill or whatever. So it's it's an IOU. So that IOU is all that's there. There's an LA Times reporter, uh, Hiltzik, is his name. And he keeps telling me, "No, there's money there, Bill. Stop scaring everybody." I said, "No, I'm sorry. There's just IOUs <laughs> there. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know. He, he doesn't understand how money is made. Uh, so we don't have any money in Social Security and Medicare, except every two weeks when everybody works, and then they put their money in because they take it out in what we call FICA payments for Medicare and Social Security. Now, if you really want to get riled. <laughs> And rocked off your uh, chair a little bit. If you can imagine, we have 40 million people unemployed in America not making FICA payments. <gasps> oh, Well, how are we going to fund Medicare and Social Security now? We're not. And they were ready to tell us this. And now this is my my let's skip and put A and B and C together and link it all up. 5G is going to come. It takes the lag out of the uh, commands. They're going to it's going to come out of the sky and the satellites. And don't worry about your cell phone. Yeah, it has radiation. Well, the sun's radiation too. It the sun poses problems. Probably 5G will too. But don't worry about that. What they're really trying to do with it is run the robots. So they're going to drive the cars and the trucks and they're going to run the business. And then they're going to say, Oh look, the repetitive jobs are going to be done by the robots. Oh. You mean, well, what do we do with the 40 million unemployed? Well, see, the robots are going to work 24 hours. There's no vacation pay. There's no uh, sick days. And there's no FICA payments. <gasps> Who's going to fund Medicare and Social Security? They're not. What do we do with the 40 million people that are unemployed? They're not going to go back to a job. They're going to put the robots in their place. And now we're going to say, we have real cheap labor, cheaper than China. We don't need to take our our products and make them in China. The robots will make them. Wait a minute. I keep asking, what are we going to do with the 40 million unemployed? This has gotten into uh, discussion of a guaranteed income, which is kind of what they're doing with their $600 a week payments at the moment. And they're getting us warmed up to this idea. Remember when government gives to you and you didn't give to government to fund it they're controlling you you're going to give up freedom for security they got to pay you but now you got to do as they say now you don't get the 600 dollars a week if you don't fill in the blank let's try get the vaccine any of those things so we've lost our liberty we've lost our freedom This is what Mises.org, what lourockwell.com, what all of these people before us were trying to tell us and beg us. They took over our schools. They talked about equity for all, uh, all of these things. And we've been talked out of our history and our accomplishments, the work ethic, uh, and here we are. And what a mess. We don't have the understanding of where money comes from, we don't understand. It, in Australia, they pay people a pretty good amount of money. So much so that if you're just a barista at Starbucks in Australia, ah, I can get a car and I can get a place to live. And there's no, there's no incentive. Nobody wants to be a doctor. Nobody wants to be a lawyer. They have to get them from outside the, the country. They bring these people in. This is the problem. You won't have the people filling in all the blanks of, The real special skills, you've got to go to school and train and and whatever it is for engineers. Whatever it takes, you won't have them. There's there's no motivation if you're covered. Everybody makes the same amount of money. And that's what's coming. The World Economic Forum coming in January of 2021, uh, led by a man who's now in his 70s. This is um, Klaus Schwab is his name. And so he wants to, and folks, if you're listening, here's they're pulling the arrow out of the quiver and they're, they've let it loose, and it's going to hit here in January 2021. And what they're going to do is offer us like it's an option, ha. <laughs> and what they want to do, there's going to be no history, there's going to be no sovereignty, there'll be no countries, there'll be no currency, there'll be there'll be total equity. All money is going to be electronic. You will have no paper money. They will know every dime you have. They will take the taxes out of It's all going to be on a MasterCard. I mean, the company MasterCard, who's behind this, along with Microsoft, and they're going to make a card and all your money is going to be on there. Oh, now, if you just don't do what they want you to do, they just shut it off. Are you aware of this? This is what they're going to do. Our freedom will be gone if you don't have paper money. They just made you afraid of paper money because you think the virus Mm -hmm. is on the paper money. So the store stopped taking it. This kind of thing. In in California, where I'm from, B of A is closing down banks. They're saying it. Well, we haven't got enough employees that are well enough. Oh, no, that isn't it. They're getting ready to shut down all the banks. Am I making you a little nervous if you're listening (laughs) to me? Well, yeah, but I think it's better that we kind of know what's going to go on. How do we push back? Who's going to push back? What are we going to do about this? I've got a couple of answers for you today. I don't know if I have them all, but I think. With first part is to know what's happening, and the second part is then what do we do about it? So um, we're 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 in a mess because our children who've gone to college have been totally educated into something else, and so uh, it, it's. Listen, other countries have done this. Go to. Um, armstrongeconomics.com and that's a fellow named Martin Armstrong and watch his little tape about Argentina and in the early 1900s Argentina was the number two economy in the world It was the, that little tape was on lewrockwell.com and I watched it as the socialists got in and had to give everybody the money and sooner or later it's the 69th economy in the world that's what we have this has all been done before and some of the people from Eastern Europe who lived in places uh Czechoslovakia and Poland, they see all this. They know what this is. It's a coup. They're taking over our country. This has all been done elsewhere. Riots in the streets and all this stuff contrived up. Folks, <laughs> we have the National Security Administration. We have the FBI. We have the CIA. You mean to tell me they don't know who Antifa is, Who they? who's in it? They haven't infiltrated. They don't know their license plate numbers. They know all of that. This is all being staged or allowed. Don't be naive. This is the government opposition making it look like there's something going on to make you beg for something else. So they're going to make us so our money is worthless. We're going to beg for a new currency. They're going to make us so sick, fake numbers about deaths and COVID, and uh, then we're going to just beg for, the, for the, um, the vaccine. And so we've got about a third of the population, that, mostly a lot of immigrants there, that want the free vaccine. They came to this country. They can't imagine anything's wrong with our country. They're going to get it and they want it. Oh, I tell you what we're facing with that one. You can, I, I've been trying to warn people. You can have a perfectly safe vaccine. They're going to test it, by the way, on normally healthy people. Well, they're being forced now because we know older people don't respond well. When you're very young, you don't have a developed immune system. When you're very old, you have a used up immune system. You're not going to respond well. You're not going to make antibodies like you used to when you were. So if they just test it on middle-agers or young people, yeah, look great and uh so the healthy but remember now we know covid-19 it fortunately it isn't affecting our children but people especially over 80 years old they're just dying off like flies now dying off of covid wait a minute it's a common cold we've had coronaviruses before you mean how could this they say this is a uniquely mutated version that's so deadly when the others It runs normally from November all the way through April. So we're not April right now. I'm talking in July. And so what's happening? They're faking the deaths. See, in winter, the earth tilts away from the sun. The vitamin D levels go down because we're not getting the same level of uh, solar radiation, the UV rays. And so it's all all governed by by vitamin D. So um, uh, modern medicine overlooks vitamin D. And so now what do we have? We have misreporting. So in Italy, they went back and looked at all the cases and 88% of them were accompanied by COVID and diabetes, hypertension, obesity, and autoimmunity. Those are the big four. And particularly over 80 years They got a lot of folks that live a long time in Italy, but they, um, if you take away the 88%, of our, I think we have 140,000 deaths as I'm speaking here on July 28, 29. When I'm speaking here today, so uh, from COVID-19, so 88% of those would be comorbid. Yeah, that's kind of what we're looking at, and people over age 80. So, is the virus? Do we have any evidence the virus actually kills by itself? We only have a few cases where somebody died and they only had the COVID and the no comorbidity. But we don't that doesn't even prove that they died of that. Okay. We don't have any evidence that COVID kills by itself. So it may just be what we call a companion or a passenger virus. This is all very well known. And so they're scaring us. They're using fear. And, um, is it that deadly? Well, when you pay hospitals a hundred and some thousand dollars for coding a case of pneumonia as COVID-19 alone. Wow. When you take a case of autoimmunity or you take some of these other issues and you just make them all COVID, well, the hospitals don't have any way of making any money. This is it. So they got to code everything this way. Well, who's doing this? This is the Center for Disease Control. This is supposed to be Medicare setting these rates. The CDC is setting these rates of reimbursement and actually giving an incentive to the hospitals to overcharge so that they can code and create all these deaths. Attributable to, and then now we see the spikes. The spikes are just old deaths that are reclassified and now come onto the scene. They're just statistical. There's not an upsurge in the population. So now we're going to take sports teams. Oh, here we go again. And now we're going to get them restarted. Now we're going to go backwards and say, oh, the whole team's infected. Now we got to stop everything. No, but look, it's a common cold. <laughs> this is not a killer. Okay, certainly not in kids and certainly not in healthy young men that are out there. They're not dying. Now, there's a couple of asterisks in here. You want to make sure that your vitamin D levels are up and some of our beloved African-American, East Indian people with a dark skin, their vitamin D levels are low because they need about six times more sunlight. And if that's the only way they're getting it, uh, their their vitamin D, they might be really low and therefore... Uh, as Oprah Winfrey said, uh, you know, my people are dying. Yeah, they are, uh, for the lack of knowledge. We need to get them into vitamin D pills. Uh, all the nursing home people need to be brought outside and given sunning every day, and given some vitamin D pills. <clears throat> There's a way to tackle this because we know who the target groups: the nursing home, uh, are our beloved Americans that uh, African American origin, and then uh, we know other groups that have particular autoimmune and so on, other kinds of conditions. And so that's what we need to be doing instead of locking down the whole economy. But as I said, none of this will make any sense because this is all an agenda. Somebody said to me many years ago, you know, if we don't have a war going, we're going to have 20 percent unemployment. Well, we now have got constant perpetual wars and now we've got 40 percent unemployment. So um, they dug up wars. Well, now they've got enough wars. Now they dug up a pandemic. And they're covering for a failed economy in the world. But they're using this contrived crisis as a way to bring one world currency. And um, you're taking the face and the legacy and the history of every country, whether it be you like to go to Japan and see the things that it offers or France or wherever, you're taking and making it faceless. You're you're taking all the history and and all of the the wonderful things we would go to France to see or wherever we would travel. That's all going to be gone. They don't want any history. They don't. There is a liberal website that says they don't. There will be no religion, and they don't want the word God or Jesus used by the year 2032. They actually have a plan. the The, the World Economic Forum is hatching their plan in 400 cities in January of 2021. And they've got some idealistic young people in every city trained to do this. And they act like they're going to give us the option. Well, the option, the news media is in on this. The banks are going to close the banks. And what kind of terror and horror are we but to accept what they're going to hand us? We're going to beg for these things. Or are we? Do you realize the power that you have? You don't, do you? (laughs) It sounds like you're helpless. What do we do, Bill? Bill. Stop being afraid. That's their weapon. Tell them, come get us. Come, take my house. Come on. They can't do it. There's too many of us. You understand? Disarm them. It's fear that's driving you into your own corner. Now, fear is kind of interesting because the doctors have always used fear and medicine to push all their things. They said we'd die if we wouldn't take the medicines. Now, the people realize their cupboard's bare and they better take the vitamins. Hooray! And now, the moms caught on and go, wait a minute, my kids, I don't want to send them back to school under those onerous new regulations and the kids have to walk down the hallway in one way and do this and that and stay apart and every ball has to have your name on it and can't have any cooties on it. And I'm going... You know, and the mother's got on, so we're not gonna take our kids to the propaganda schools anymore. Yay! You know, I'm going we're we're headed in the right direction because we're fighting fear. We say no more, I'm not gonna take it. It doesn't take a libertarian, it doesn't take a socialist or a conservative or what you just figure it out. That isn't for my kids. Mom's got it all figured out. Not for mine. Oh, you're gonna jab my kid? Folks There is no anti-vaccine movement in the United States. Ninety five percent of the kids are vaccinated. That's all made up. So what about these like cases where the measles pop up? Well, that's because they're making measles vaccines. that are synthetic. And then the measles comes back in five years instead of lifelong immunity. And then they blame it on the anti-vaxxers. Have you heard this? No, you didn't hear it. And so you've got to catch on a little bit. Okay, so here's what's coming. We have seventy two approved vaccines in the United States. Listen to Robert F. Kennedy. Go to Jr by the way, go to his website uh that's uh, children's Health Defense and read all his stuff why Why were you vaccinating your kids? Two reasons you were afraid not to, and you social pressure. You didn't know how to stand up to the doctors and the people, and it became institutionalized. Why wouldn't you? Oh. Because you're going to expose my kids. Well, wait a minute. If your kids aren't vaccinated, but the others are, you can't give it to them. Oh, no, you can because the vaccines don't work. Well, I'll get into that in a minute. <laughs> so <laughs> the, the, the logic isn't there. But anyway, what you have is a situation that you, the kids, as they're younger, under two and, and, and under four, they don't make antibodies very well. And they've been using mom's antibodies they got from breast milk. That's why the moms need to breastfeed for six months, get them going. And all these vaccines given at birth for hepatitis, that's just for drill. It doesn't work anyway. It's just to get you into the pattern of of vaccinating your kids. And uh, pediatricians have no way to make any money. They don't have a cash cow. They They don't have cataracts to remove or operations to do. So it's great. You know, if you ran a muffler shop, you'd like to, oh, we got to change everybody's muffler once a year. (laughs) Dynamite, man, make a federal law on that one. The muffler guys would love this. Well, the pediatricians have such a law. You got to come in and get vaccinated and vaccinated over and over and over. Well, now, as of today, they're saying we may have to shoot up your kids four times to give them the immunity from the COVID-19 coronavirus. What (laughs) ship? Because th- the higher doses are causing a lot of side effects. So they're going to they're titrate this down, dilute it, and make it a lot. Wait a minute. Four shots. Okay. Uh, how do we do this? And uh, the kids aren't going to make antibodies anyway, and they're not in a high-risk group. What are we vaccinating kids for? They're not getting this. Nowhere in the world are kids getting this. So why? You're going to mandate this? For what? And so you're going to subject our kids? Wait a minute, that's a little different. That's a little different than the rest of us. You know, we, we think different of kids, P- men in prison, they'll, you know, the guy who was a pedophile, they, he, he, isn't, he he's in prison, he's gonna be handled by the prisoners, they're gonna take care of him. It, you know, everybody protects kids, doesn't matter who you are. And so this whole idea that our kids are gonna be subjected to this, well, let me tell you, 72 approved vaccines, 240 more coming under development. Are we going to jab our kids with another 240 vaccines? This is insanity. It's absurd. What's the out? Your body, your human body is designed to handle all incoming pathogens, viruses, bacteria, fungi, all of them. How does it do it? I want you to, you're listening to me on this podcast. I want you to take your hand, go to your Adam's apple, come right straight down, and you're going to reach your breastbone. And thump it, underneath that breastbone is a little gland the size of a walnut called your thymus gland. you are never taught about this. That thymus gland starts with a letter T, makes T cells. T cells, yes, what the current literature shows, it isn't the antibodies that's protecting everybody from COVID-19, it's the T cells from the thymus gland. so let where do those come from? They started in your bone marrow as B cells. They came up to your thymus gland and became T cells. And T cells are going to give you the memory immunity so you don't get that disease anymore in your lifetime. Well, how do you make T cells from zinc? I wrote a 95-page f- paper. It's available these days. I, I wrote it three years ago, peer-reviewed by five PhDs. And you need zinc. T-cells are dependent upon a, a little mineral, trace mineral, called zinc. Where do we get the zinc? What foods? Uh, we know about you, Billy. You sell these supplements. You're trying to sell those pills. I'm sorry. <laughs> There's no one food except oysters that'll give you enough zinc. You really need to give your kids and adults and everybody a supplement of zinc. And more so today, because what happened in our society, boy, I can go on here. I hope everybody's following this because I'm, I'm a jabber box. How did we all become zinc deficient? And how did the public health, uh, health authorities overlook this? What happened is we were using a, <laughs> we're using a weed killer. We call it, um, uh, Roundup. Glyphosate is its chemical name. It's not glyphosate. You ever seen a boxer, he moves his hand you know, and gets your eye, and then he punches you with the other one? Well, that's what glyphosate's doing. There's some arsenic in there. That's the other punch. And arsenic is the arch enemy of zinc. So they pour the glyphosate into the field to kill the weeds. Great, it did it. But they poured arsenic in there, too. And the arsenic depletes the zinc from the field. And then it depletes the zinc from the crops, okay, and we're getting depleted. Well, this was kind of okay because the glyphosate wasn't getting into our food chain until recently. And what they did is they decided, hey, you know, if we flood the field at harvest time, it'll ripen and prime the crop. And so we're doing that with pineapples. We're doing it with corn. (sighs) Here comes the arsenic. That's how we become zinc deficient. Nobody's looking. We all need to get zinc. It's so critically important. Well, especially now that they tell us there's a pandemic. So uh, actually, zinc lozenges is the way to get this if you're ill. I'll try to explain it uh, briefly. But zinc is going to help us make those T cells. The T memory cells that give you lifelong immunity from coronavirus, from Adenoviruses from rhinoviruses. These are common cold viruses. So they're going to do that. They're going to give you immunity from measles. Well, wait a minute. Your thymus gland is equal to the 72 vaccines and the 240 that are coming. It makes antibodies or T cells against all of them. What do you need the vaccines for? Modern medicine is hiding another secret. You need zinc and it'll protect you from everything. Now, Okay, you're not ready for this. You've got to, you're not ready. You can't stand up to the doctors and the school boards and the nurses and all these people. So you're going to give your kids the vaccine. Okay. How's the vaccine going to work without the zinc? I just told you, you won't make the antibodies and the T cells. Oh, so you better give your kids zinc anyway. And so I have this report. It's available and it tells moms a guide to zinc how much to give your kids, at what age. And uh, if you're pro-vaccine, make sure your kids get zinc so the vaccines work. They don't work without it. Now, once you're there, you might discover your kids don't need the vaccines and they've been lying to you all this time. So (laughs) it's okay. You may want to feel more comfortable vaccinating. Uh, I have a 16-year-old boy. He gets sick once in a while. I know what's happening. He's getting one of these pathogens out there. He gets a little fever. We give him a lot of vitamin D. That breaks the fever. We keep him on a lot of other nutrients. He's doing his schoolwork. Maybe he isn't going to school. We don't have him go somewhere when he's sick. But he's just doing it naturally. Well, now we're going to get somewhere else. <laughs> what you need is some some way to push back about From this vaccination thing that's coming. We can't sue the drug companies. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is trying valiantly to get enough money together to sue the drug, the vaccine makers for lying for fraud. You can't sue them that the product is going to cause trouble, uh, product liability. But you can sue them for fraud. So if he can get in there, make discovery, find where they lied about things and so on, then we can sue them. That's going to take a while and quite a few hundred million dollars. Well, what if you had a consent form for vaccination and it made the doctor who administered the shot liable? Now we're going somewhere. So I've cooked up uh, with some attorneys uh, with the National Health Federation. Scott Tips, an attorney, runs that organization. And we have made a consent form for people. Uh, you all need this. Every family. You got, if you're a grandma or a grandpa, you want this for your grandkids. So you need to order. We're, we're selling it because we need to mount a legal fund for this. But the money goes to the National Health Federation. So what's happening is, is this consent form tells you you have a right to say no. Wait a minute. It's going to be mandatory. Well, fortunately, you're covered by law. It's called the Code of Federal Regulations, Section 21, which says if you are in a clinical study, you have the right to say no. Well, guess what, folks? There are four stages of approval of a vaccine. A few people, less than 100, a few more, 500, and then a few more, a few thousand, and then it's licensed. So they're in stage three right now with some of these COVID-19 vaccines. But that isn't the final stage four. They're going to license it, put it out here for use. We don't know how many side effects until we get it on the market with millions of people. So you're in stage four of the clinical study, whether you like it or not. And that data is going to be given to the drug companies and then published in papers. And it says if you are in a clinical study in, in the Code of Federal Regulations... Uh, section 21, you are have the right to say no. You also have the right to know of any alternatives. How about natural antibodies instead of men's made by getting certain diseases injected into your kids? That's what you're getting. A vaccine isn't good. It's something bad, and you develop the antibodies. Y- you, you have a right to know of an alternative. They never tell you. There is an alternative, natural. They call it herd immunity. And then the third thing is, confidentiality. Uh, You want to make sure they don't let the data from your case go to employers and people say, I'm not going to hire you if you didn't get vaccinated. You want to stop all this, this insanity. And you have the right to stop it in the consent form. And you can say, I don't, you can share the data, not my name, with the drug companies. You can't share it with anybody else. It's supposed to stay in your records, Mr. Doctor. And if you... In the consent form we wrote up, if you, as a doctor, believe that this patient in front of you that came in with this consent form and handed it to you, it's the one we drafted, and you believe in good conscience that they will benefit over the potential side effects, then sign that document. Will you, Mr. Doctor? You can't really because you don't know all the side effects and neither does anybody till we go through stage four and give it to millions of people. So you don't know that people will have more benefits than they will have potential side effects. But if you sign that doctor, that document, that consent form, Mr. Doctor, you're going to be liable, personally liable. So I want you to sign. That's what our form says. Now, I want you to know there's something called number needed to treat. How many people do you have to treat with a cholesterol drug to save one life? Well, it doesn't. To save one person from having a non-mortal heart attack over five years, 81 people. So 80 people don't benefit. One guy, you spare a non-mortal heart attack. Well, they're all uselessly taking the medicine, yeah, because not everybody has heart attacks. So the, uh, the vaccine can't be any better than how many people in a population die. We're not talking about getting infected, because remember, if you get infected, you make the antibodies. Oh, that's what I wanted. That's what the vaccine's supposed to do. I'm not allowed to make them naturally? Who's talking to God who, who uh, you know, made us, if you believe in God? We have a natural ability to make. You mean we can't do that? We're not allowed to make natural antibodies? Come on. The body's going to do it anyway, if you're healthy and you've got enough zinc so and and vitamin d so you need to know (laughs) that that you can make these antibodies and do all this and then they find out it isn't antibodies it's the t-cells well they only have one way of measuring the effectiveness of uh, vaccines today which is antibodies so now none of us are going to pass that uh, travel immunity passport they wanted to make because they're only doing the antibodies but we developed the T-cells. That's what's killing off the COVID. Oh, now how are we going to do this? They're, they're so archaic. They're so mixed up. They don't know what they're doing. So it's insane. Yes, it is insane. But that's no matter to them. We've already sold $1.9 billion of a vaccine that Pfizer has made. And that's going to get unleashed for political purposes. And uh, it's already bought. Before it's even tested and completed, the purchase orders in. And so are a whole bunch of these other ones in countries, different countries. So now what? <laughs> Use the consent form. You read through it. It's 18 pages. It says you've got to be given a copy of this to take home. It says the lot number and the manufacturer of the vaccine so that you'll know the doctor has to write it down. Whatever questions you have, the doctor has to answer on that form. You write them on the left and the doctor writes the answer on the right. When you get a consent form for vaccination, all it is right now is I'm over 18. I'm sane and I agree to hold you harmless. That's what you're going (laughs) to sign. That's it. Okay? they don't tell you you're going to get the product insert of the vaccine to read They don't tell you anything about the potential. What's the odds that you're going to benefit? Well, I was telling you one out of 81 for cholesterol drugs. What is it for (laughs) COVID-19? How many people have died in the world? Let's go to deaths because we don't want to deal with infection. It's like getting the common cold. Come on, that's nonsense. We're going to count everybody who got the common cold. They didn't die. And the the symptoms were so mild, we can say, oh, comorbidity, they lost so many days of work and that, that isn't happening either with this thing. So it's just the acute people that are going to die. So what have we got in the in the whole planet? We've got 140,000 in America and I know a few hundred thousand. Folks, it takes a few million people to be infected for one to die. The vaccine can't get any better than that. So what I'm trying to tell you is a whole bunch of million people The numbers keep changing because obviously these deaths keep accumulating. But what's happening is more than a million people need to be vaccinated to save one from dying. So that's your odds. Wait a minute. What are the side effects? Oh, we don't know. Whoa, wait a minute. And and then we do know of some of them. And so what I've said is you can have a perfectly healthy group of people. But if you take older people, they're going to be frail. And the vaccine is perfectly safe and you're going to give it to them. And what the data shows with flu vaccines is that one out of 100 people given a flu shot end up in the hospital. These are the frail elderly. Just it bothered them. They got something and that it's messing them up and they're in the hospital emergency room. They decide to admit them. That's when they should screen for the vitamin D right there. So now they're admitted one out of a 100 of those are not going to make it out alive. That comes about one out of 200. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're vaccinating all of these people, all 328 million Americans, you're going to end up with a whole bunch of these people, quite a few thousand, who are elderly and frail, dying not because of the Vaccine or anything. It's the process of being on the conveyor belt of being hospitalized, subjected to antibiotic resistance, medication errors, ventilator damage, whatever it is, you're not going to make it out. Just one out of a hundred. You'll kill thousands and they'll blame it on the COVID virus. <laughs> That's what they're going to do. And you'll, you'll, you'll be n- n- no smarter, no more aware of this than anybody else it's such a sleight of hand. Look, I've been doing this for a number of years. And I I know the dark secrets behind the curtains. And this is how it operates. This is how it works. You're being vaccinated for no good reason. You've got a thymus gland. Look, humanity would have been wiped off the planet. We didn't have vaccines. How did they make it? We had a a thymus gland. Now, it's, it's kind of cute because I'll bring up a little story. The 1600s, 1700s, they had the Black Plague. Mice were carrying it. And the doctors at the time wore a big garb, like a, a big frock over themselves. Big, big thing. Oh, a hood and everything. And then they had a mask and the mask had a big beak on it. You're noticing when people are breathing with the masks, there's some bubble ones that come out. Yeah, so you can breathe. So the mask isn't getting breathe in and it's sticking to your mouth and you can't, you know, it's going in and out like that. It's giving you some room to breathe. Well, they developed such a mask, like, like a big beak, like in a bird. And the, the doctor came and he had a little satchel of garlic cloves. And he had those out open, kind of, in you know, a like a little net pack. And then he put and crushed garlic and put it inside that beak that's cute a recent study shows if you crush the garlic in a room the scent of the room picks this up and it disengages the viruses and the bacteria and they 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 just intuitively did this put it in this little breathing mask of theirs and then the crushed garlic and now there's a, a, an actual scientific experiment shows if you've a crushed garlic and leave it in the kitchen you're kind of protecting yourself from all of these pathogens interesting so i you know i always talk about these as kind of back to the future ideas you know we they developed all these things we uh in in the time of moses they went out to war. They came back. They burned their clothes because they knew there was something there that was carrying germs. So they knew about germs and, the, and these kind of things. And garlic, I, it stood up to everything so far. So words of the wise, <laughs> have garlic around. It's a good thing to have. Um, what they're doing now in the intensive care units, believe this or not, it is now standard practice in the protocol. If you're in the ICU and you have COVID-19, they're giving you zinc lozenges. Now, um, you're going to hear about the hydroxychloroquine, which is the thing that makes the zinc work. It helps it get into the cell. So you've heard about that drug. And there's controversy. And they they politicized this. And so I'm thinking, oh, were just some doctors called frontline doctors. They were just on in, in the nation's capital talking about get hydroxychloroquine, d. De- uh, um, deregulate it and make it over-the-counter in the United States. It's that safe. Take it twice a week if you want prevention. Take it every day if you're sick and ask a doctor how to take it. Th- they're that sure that it's safe to use. Well, it is safe. But huh, how, how we? who wants to get caught in a political fight? Well, what's happening is you can add hydroxychloroquine to a zinc lozenge. It's called quercetin. It comes from red apples and red onions. It acts like the, what we call ionophore, that is, a companion to get the zinc into the cells that are infected. And so ionophores, I-O-N-O-P-H-O-R-E. So, well, I had to plug myself. Yours truly developed the world's first zinc lozenge. It's already out in some stores being uh, marketed, it goes by uh, the, the trade name Z19. You might look that up online, and it has zinc. It's supposed to get five lozenges when you get sick, five lozenges in a day under your tongue, deliver more than 75 milligrams of zinc, a little bit at a time because as you overwhelm your body with zinc, it gets bound up. Has some things to release it, and it has the quercetin that acts like hydroxychloroquine. So now it'll be, it will be over the counter, and you can get it yourself. Now, if you're not sick, just take one a day. But when you are sick, you take five a day and spread it out. And now we have access. If there's a cure, folks, I can't say that's a cure. Um, hydroxychloroquine is a treatment and a cure. If we have that, we don't need the vaccine. Do you understand? Any, any. There's Dr. Tom Levy, look up his article of how many cures we have. He says, count the cures. How many do I, can I count? It's on the Lou Rockwell website. It's uh, other places. Uh, peakenergy, I think, dot com is, I think, his website. Tom Levy, the world's leading researcher in vitamin C, trying to tell us there's 13 approved cures for COVID-19. They're natural cures. You can go get them on a shelf somewhere. So, uh, some of them use nebulized. You need a nebulizer to deliver to your lung and so on. But, uh, they're pretty simple. They're inexpensive. I th- I think we just get out of the political mess. We can't get to the doctor anyway, and we're afraid to get out of the lockdown. Hey, it's the era of self-care. <laughs> we're going to do this ourselves and protect grandma and protect our kids. We're going to learn these things. They're not hard. We're not going to make any mistakes because these things don't bite back. They don't have big side effects. And uh, we're going to use them. And one of the things America needs to get to is zinc lozenges. See, the zinc is in your mouth. And the zinc, you're breathing and it gets into the lung. That's that's the secret. And you can't give too much at a time or it gets bound up. Your bloodstream binds it. But just the lozenge five times a day. And then that's what does it. So you're all going to have access. If you can find zinc lozenges. that's the other thing that vanished from the shelves. And so uh, with the word that we got out about zinc. But we're going to make it abundant and the, the manufacturers are are warming up uh, their machines to to do all this, and uh, so we hopefully we'll have it in sixty thousand stores by the by the next cold season in November, and America will have its own access to this stuff. Well, folks, you're not allowed out of your house, and you're too afraid what to do, and you don't know about school. Mom, it's time for zinc lozenges. Keep them around. Get a supply before you get sick, and then you can take care of everybody. It's just a real look at. The modern literature right now, it's called the Cochrane Group, uh, they they judge whether things are legit or not. And they said, oh, my, lo- zinc lozenges are a cure for the common cold. It is. Just use them. Make sure you get the 75 milligrams. A lot of them don't have it that much in the stores. That's in five lozenges. So you get about 18 milligrams per lozenge. And and make sure, it, to really make it work, you need some cofactors, selenium and little vitamin C and uh, some B6 helps it get absorbed if some of it's going to get in your, in your stomach and uh, so that's what yours truly is cooked up is try to give us all a little uh, we need peace of mind we, we need something to reach for the doctors aren't available <clears throat> to us and we don't have a lot of money Americans we're getting fleeced of our money here's something you can reach for and when you get sick whether it's a cold or whether it's this monster COVID thing you'll be able to reach for something so
0: how's that for a speech, endlessly, before you got to ask a second question? Well, I can say, everybody, now you know why I love Bill Sardi. <laughs> it's, so we're going to, when we uh, put up this podcast, we'll keep publishing his articles. Of course, we'll link to his archive on lewrockwell.com. Every one of those articles is worth rereading. Bill can, uh, I don't want to overemphasize, he can save your life and uh, save the lives of your children and uh, your elderly relatives. Um, it's not in the government, it's not in the medical companies. One of the things we found out recently, that this, the and they're all, I guess, Democratic governors, New York, Massachusetts, Pennsylvania, Michigan, California, they've killed more than 50,000 old people by putting COVID patients into nursing homes. And Jesus, are a surprise, people got sick. And, of course, all these governors have got blood on their hands, uh, I would say the pharmaceutical company has got blood on their hands in other senses. Um, Bill Sardi will help you wash the blood off you, so you don't, so you can handle everything. Bill Sardi, thanks a million. Thanks for having me. Well, thanks so much for listening to the Lou Rockwell Show today. Take a look at all the podcasts; there've been hundreds of them. There's a link on the LRC front page. Thank you.